Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Chris's update there, our top story of the day, Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints going to have surgery and miss at least a month of time. For those of you who are playing fantasy football this season, you want to go to Daily Roto, get all of my co-host Davis Maddox projections on all of that. And we'll continue to talk about that throughout the show. We have take them or leave them coming up in fantasy football, no doubt. So stay on the grid for that. Here are our headlines as well as we begin our second hour of this Friday, full slate of baseball games later today, Cubs play the Diamondbacks, and then, of course, night games coming up as well. The Rays make a big trade a week to go with the deadline. They acquire Nelson Cruz from the Minnesota Twins for a couple of prospects. Also, the Rays today traded Rich Hill to the New York Mets. So uh, Rays doing a couple of pieces of business here before the deadline. Buccaneers yesterday received their massive Super Bowl rings. Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, all those guys showing that off, no doubt. And no surprise here, Giants placed running back Saquon Barkley on the physically unable to perform list, but he is expected to begin the season with the team. Now, yesterday was the first big trade before the deadline coming up on the 30th of July. Uh, Nelson Cruz, now a member of the Tampa Bay Rays, and Derek Falvey, the general manager of the Twins, talked about just how difficult it was from both a personal perspective and player perspective to move Cruz from Minnesota. That's the piece to it, right? We know, we know uh, where we're at you know, competitively right now, you know, with our, our standings and, and some of these things are part of the business, right? You get used to uh, those conversations when you've worked in it for a long time, but one of the hardest parts is, you know, is the relationships you have with the people. And then let's layer on top that, you know, it's someone like Nelson Cruz, who uh, I've been around a lot of really good players, teammates, um, staff. Otherwise uh, this me this is meant with no disrespect to anybody else, but he may be the best teammate. And, you know, I've ever seen in, in terms of the way he goes about his business, the way he puts his arm around people, the way he helps us become better uh, in our front office jobs and, and in our, and, and coaching staff jobs. I mean, this, this guy is uh, beyond special. And so um, I know he, you know, was probably somewhat expecting this conversation at some point. I don't know. He was expecting it today. In fact, I know he wasn't, but when Rocco uh, and I sat with him and told him it was a, it was a very emotional conversation for all three of us um, that, uh, that was very special, you know, and there are a few moments in your career that you have that you remember for sure. Um, that one, as difficult as it was, will always stick with me because of what was said uh, between the three of us in that. Yeah, tough decision there, Davis, that the Twins have had to make, but a tougher one is coming as Byron Buxton has not been on the field in over a month, but he is set to come back potentially in two or three weeks. His contract is up after next year, and I wonder if we'll see Buxton moved somewhere at the deadline next week too. 
I feel like it's got to be less likely that Buxton gets moved because, I mean, the first thing is, like, uh, he's not playing right now, so it's a little bit harder if a guy is is not playing. Um, now, now, granted, he could be traded to a team that's willing to give him that extension, even if he is banged up, which is, you know, it, it sounds like the, the Twins are maybe not wanting to give Buxton as much money as he thinks he deserves. And to me... Buxton would be a guy if I was running the Mets, if I was running the Dodgers, if I was running the Yankees, I would give Buxton crazy money. I mean, I'd give Buxton 10 years, $210 million or whatever if I was, if I was running a team. But uh, it, it sounds like what, what was the offer the Twins made? It was four years, $78 million for Buxton or something like that. But to me, Buxton is one of years. Yeah. Few more years. There we go. So, so to me, Buxton, I would give him a top twenty contract of of uh like a, a a batter, right? Not not top twenty in baseball, but a top twenty batter contract. The Twins don't want to pay that. My guess is is that there are multiple teams that are willing to pay that, right? Dodgers, Padres, Mets, Yankees, Astros, and um, look if they if they can get the right to negotiate with him before the open market via giving up a small trade to, to, you know, acquire that right to negotiate with him from the twins. I I think they should do it. Yeah. It's really interesting because he's a game changer. He just hasn't been on the field. That's why his market Davis from a trade perspective and contract perspective is almost impossible. You know, the talent is there, but he just hasn't stayed on the field. So how much money do you pay a player like that? It's, it's really hard to determine. Uh, also, one of the other stories we followed today, Davis, the, uh, the Cleveland Indians are now the Cleveland Guardians. You're not a fan of the logo, but you like the team name. Yeah, the team name the team name is cool. I was talking about this in the last hour, but I just I love team names that relate to the cities, right? The the Lakers name, for example, is a name that I've just been like, it's the dumbest name in professional sports because they moved from Minneapolis, uh, you know, a, the land of 10,000 lakes, but they kept the name. They moved from Minneapolis, then they go to Los Angeles where there is nary a lake. Go find me a lake in Los Angeles, people. You're not going to find one, but they kept the name. But the Clippers name, the Los Angeles Clippers name does actually fit, right? Because there are Clipper boats in the harbor, in in the bay out there. I, I, it's it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I hate the Lakers name. Yeah, Sandy. I think the Clippers were San Diego uh, way back when. And I think they took that name to L.A. too. So, yeah, interesting to see that. And uh, we'll have some Cleveland Guardians logos coming your way next year, I'm sure, here on the show as well. Okay, coming up next, time to play a little take them or leave them. We've got wide receiver news all over the place today with information on Michael Thomas, maybe a potential non-extension for Devontae Adams. Could they move him too? Who knows? So we'll dive into some wide receivers coming up next here and their average draft position. We return on SportsGrid. Stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.
like no contract extension for Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers, which does make sense on both sides. They got to get their quarterback situation worked out. We'll find out next week if Aaron Rodgers is reporting to the first day of training camp. But there are a lot of people who are drafting early in fantasy football right now. Starting on Monday, Davis, Brett, and myself will all be in the Raz Bowl as we take our first shot at fantasy football against each other this year. But now that Davis has given me all his tips and information, I think I could probably take advantage of that. So, Davis, let's uh, let's play a little take him or leave him with another player that I'll have to make a note on as to whether or not you're going to take in the Raz Bowl coming up. We have Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he is going in the third round, 41st overall in fantasy football drafts. He had 70 receptions, 1,000 yards, 13 target, uh, 13 touchdowns on 109 targets. And Evans, at the end of the year, Davis, he was just so banged up. He looked like he was only getting red zone targets and nothing else. I think that must have factored in to the end of his season. But he is a supreme red zone target for uh, Tom Brady. And if you're playing in a non-PPR league, you certainly can make the case that Evans is super valuable. Yeah, he is. And uh, I, I actually have a feeling I won't have to take Mike Evans in the Raz Bowl because my, my guess is that uh, – those rooms are not going to be very hungry for wide receivers. My my thought is probably that people are going to like to take their running backs in that format. And uh, I don't like running backs very much. I don't like to draft a lot of them very early in the draft. So I, I think I'll probably get to take a lot of the wide receivers that I do like. Um, in other formats, though, where the rooms are a little bit more wide receiver hungry, I do find myself taking Mike Evans every once in a while. He falls in kind of a, a weird range of average draft position because I prefer his teammate Chris Godwin to him and Godwin actually goes on average a couple picks later so if I'm sitting there on the board and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both there I will take Godwin but if someone has already selected Cooper Cup if someone has already selected Robert Woods then I will find myself taking Mike Evans so I, I'm not uh, super high on him but I also don't dislike him um like I, I think he is i think 41st overall i think this is like almost the uh this is like the the three little bears price for mike evans not too cold not too hot it's it's just right for mike evans so i i think you can take him here yeah it feels right for him now the interesting one is the next player that we're going to talk about and i think that this is very much boomer bust this year because I don't know what the plan is for the Seahawks. I just was so shocked to see their game plan the last four or five games where Russell Wilson's running the ball and, and you couldn't figure out if Metcalf was going to do anything. And then Lockett took a step back too. a hundred receptions. A lot of this was at the beginning of the season, over a thousand yards, 10 touchdowns. And then here's the big number, 132 targets. If only they would have just kept doing what they were doing Davis in the first half Lockett would be a 110 reception guy, maybe 115, more yards, more touchdowns, more targets. I mean, Seattle has a chance to be the most dynamic offense in the NFL. The question is, will they have it? They won't. Uh, they won't. They will not have the most dynamic offense in the NFL, even though you are absolutely right. They could have it. They had Gerald Everett, so they replaced that uh Greg Olson, uh, Will Disley, Jacob Hollister group of guys, and they replace him with someone who can actually move, someone who can add a little bit after the catch. Uh, they don't have Carlos Hyde anymore, so it's just going to be Chris Carson, maybe Rashad Penny if we ever get him on the field. But I think the key with Tyler Lockett is to understand a couple things. The first is just look at those numbers. And if you didn't have any idea of the distribution of them and all you got to see was the year-end numbers, 100 receptions, 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns. You'd be like, the fourth round, the fifth round for this guy? I'm taking him in the third round. I might take him at the last pick of the second round. What are we doing letting this guy fall? I think the market is messed up on Tyler Lockett. I, I think they are making some real mistakes here. So I love taking Tyler Lockett because of the second point, which is, Fantasy football matchups are not close. Go If you're listening to this show right now, go pull up your, your app where you play fantasy football, wherever you play it, and go look at your scores from your, your regular season last week and see how many fell within 10 points, within 15 points, within 20 points. Most of your matchups were not close. Most of them were driven by outlier performances when either you had a really bad week or you had a really good week. I want as many guys as possible in my lineup who can have those crazy good weeks, who can have 180 yards and three touchdowns. 
I know for a fact Tyler Lockett is one of those guys. Even if the Seahawks run the ball a ton and don't throw the ball a lot, Tyler Lockett is still going to have those weeks. So I am, I am totally in on Tyler Lockett at his ADP, and I, I think you should definitely be taking him there. All right, let's move on and hit on the running back position and the New England running back position, which is never fun. But Damian Harris is the one that's going the highest in drafts right now, and he's going in the seventh round. His ADP is 85 overall. And last year, 691 rushing yards, five receptions. That's not a lot. 52 receiving yards and two touchdowns. He basically had two good games last year, maybe three. And the notion is is that New England is just all of a sudden going to start giving this guy the ball, I don't know, 60% of the time. And I just don't see it, Davis. I just don't ever see it with the Patriots. And, and Harris may be very good, but how far back do we have to go to have one running back on New England get all of the touches and all of the volume? I mean, is it Corey Dillon? I don't even know. Like, how, like how far back do we have to go for this? Yeah, well, you know, at this cost, he doesn't need to be the only one. Um, you know, when you're taking a guy in the eighth round, he can he can share the targets. The problem with, you know, the problem with Damian Harris is exactly what you just said. He doesn't catch the ball. And if you don't catch the ball, you got to score a lot of touchdowns. And if Cam Newton is going to be the quarterback for the whole season for 10 games or whatever, well, those touchdowns are going to leave Damian Harris. You know, Damian Carey's had 137 rushes. He had three 100-yard games, but he had only two touchdowns because Cam Newton was taking all the goal line rushing touchdowns because Cam Newton is probably the best goal-to-go rusher. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe in NFL history, I'd have to go look it up. But, I mean, Cam, like Cam from the three-yard line, it's just unstoppable, the QB power with Cam Newton. There's just not really anything you can do about it, and Bill Belichick definitely knows that. I I think Harris is very specific. I actually feel fine taking him at this ADP in best ball because I'm going to get his touchdown weeks, and sometimes in best ball, you just need a second running back or a third running back who can get you 12 points, who can get you 13 points, and that is going to be enough. In season-long managed leagues where you were having to make a decision about your running back, I am never going to want to make the decision on Damian Harris. I would rather take James White 70 picks later, who goes you know 150th right. overall, and I know that James White is going to be in there on third downs. He probably won't score very many touchdowns, but he's going to catch 60 passes. I mean, James White, is even if Cam Newton is the quarterback, he's going to catch 60 passes, and I feel a little bit better about his weekly floor. So in best ball... I'm fine with Damian Harris as your, you know, your second running back in in builds. We're going really heavy on wide receivers, but in you know your 12 team managed league where you're making start and sits, I am leaving Damian Harris to uh to my my opponents. In all of the best ball drafts you've done, have you taken Sony Michelle in any? No, no, I I think Sony gets cut or traded. Though the fact that Ramondre Stevenson is on the non-football injury list maybe gives him a little bit of second life. But if Ramondre Stevenson is healthy by, you know, August 15th, I think Sony gets cut. I mean, it is crazy to think that these two guys, three years ago, I think it was three years ago, are playing in the national championship game for Georgia. And one guy is a superstar in the NFL and another one can't even get on the field. It just shows you how... Interesting scouting is for sure. All right, we'll take a quick break here on the show on Fantasy Sports Today. So make sure you stay with us and stay on the grid as we got plenty more to come, including a conversation with Gray Albright of Razball. We'll dive into the fantasy baseball trade deadline and how that could affect the fantasy baseball season moving forward. Then we've got some fantasy or reality. So make sure you stay with us as we're back in just two minutes right here on Sports Grid. So stay on the grid and don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all-new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Today, one week from today, your fantasy baseball team has a strong potential of looking different than what it is now. Why? Because the Major League Baseball trade deadline is next week, and those people who saved their fake free agent money to bid on players, it is your time. Those people who have been waiting for your player to get traded who's not saving games, but may in a week from now, this is your time. So, as always, it is time for us to bring in Gray Albright from Razzball.com. Gray, what's going on? Oh, hey, what's going on there, Craig? Sorry, I was just watching the game on the TV. Uh, I'm doing well. I hope you are as well. I am, very much so. And uh, I'm ready for this trade deadline to hit, which we're going to get to in a second. Uh, But I want to talk about some players who are hot right now, because I know that as we shift toward fantasy football season, it's one of the last few times, unfortunately, we're going to have Gray here on the show because we got to shift toward football. We all know that. Uh, But at the beginning of the season, Juan Soto was a top five pick in every fantasy baseball draft. We got to the all-star break, and he did not deliver the promise on that. But Juan Soto, Gray, in his last 10 games, has hit five home runs, He's hitting 440. He claimed that going to the All-Star game and being in the Home Run Derby was going to help fix his swing. Never heard that one before, but by gosh, it looks like it worked. Yeah, no, completely. Yeah, no, that is a new one to have a, uh, a Home Run Derby fix a swing. Usually it's the opposite. I uh, I think um, it, it is. there is something to it, though, because the biggest problem with Juan Soto prior – to the home run derby was he was hitting everything in the ground. Like it was a, it was a really bad launch angle. Um, not, not to get too far into the weeds, like most of his uh, batted balls, but he was basically hitting like a, uh, I think it was like a four launch angle. And it's really hard to hit the ball out of the park when you're hitting that flat slash down on the ball. But you know what's actually kind of interesting? Juan Soto, because he's done so well in all the other 5 by 5 categories besides power, he's actually on our Razzball Player Raider 7th overall, um, right behind a Cedric Mullins, who's having a great year. So Juan Soto's been decent in general. He just hasn't hit the ball out of the park prior to the home run derby. But now it does seem like you know, he's realized that you have to swing up on the ball a little bit. And he's just like anyone who saw the home run derby or is a, a fan of Juan Soto, you can see like when he hits the ball, he can hit it out to any uh, part of the park as long as he's swinging just a little bit up on it. Yeah. And I think that that's, uh, you know, a huge, huge part of his game is he's got to. Uh, launch the ball. I think that's just so important for him. Um, you know, let's let's go to the Dodgers here for a minute because what I want to do is I want to ask you about one of the more underrated players in the game, in Chris Taylor, who does not get talked about a lot. But the thing is with Taylor is he basically we thought Gray was going to get shut out by Gavin Lux. That never happened. Last couple of weeks he's got four home runs. Lux has been out. Seager has been out. 
Uh, Taylor's going to be a free agent, Gray, at the end of the season. And I just don't think we've talked about him enough this year. Yeah, no, completely. Uh, Chris Taylor's actually having the season that I bet Trevor Story wishes he was having. Um, the, uh, you know, uh, not to go back to the player raider again, but it's funny you mentioned Chris Taylor because he's actually right. He's uh, also right there by Juan Soto having a pretty comparable year for, uh, you know, for five by five stats. You know, Chris Taylor has been someone who I personally, I'll take the L with Chris Taylor because I was really out on him for the reason you mentioned. I did not think he was going to get the playing time. I really expected, uh, this year I expected Gavin Lux. Last year I had uh, Enrique Hernandez was still over in Los Angeles. I kind of expected him. Like Chris Taylor now for a couple of years has put together really decent seasons for very little, uh, you know, cost in the draft. Like Chris Taylor has gone as an afterthought in most drafts, and he's really put together great years. Like this year, he's a top seven overall outfielder because uh, he has the eligibility. Uh, and for shortstop, he's a top three, top four shortstop. Like he's really been great across the board. Like as of, you know, the uh, recording of this, he has near 70 runs. Like that, mm. That's crazy. That's a lot of runs at this point. Yeah. No, and, and, and look, at the end of the season, he's going to be, I, I think, top 20 in the MVP conversation in the National League. People don't even look at that, but mm. I definitely think he will. Um, as we close the book on the, well, we're getting ready to close the book on the season. There's still about 60 games left. It was interesting. I had this conversation with Davis, my co-host the other day, Gray. Uh, do, do you think that Randy Arozarena ended up proving his draft value this year. I know he had two home runs the other day, and and look, his numbers are not going to look like they did in the postseason last year, but he didn't get hurt, Gray, which is a bonus. <laughs> he played pretty much all the time, and I, and I was saying to Davis that like I could probably find like 20 guys that got drafted ahead of him that are just complete busts. Such high hopes for Rosarina, those numbers are not going to be what some people thought at the end of the year. Yeah, no, completely. I I think uh, a Rosarena has been a bit of a bust just for perception wise. Like as you said, he hasn't been bad. I mean, he's been totally respectable. And if you had him on the team, if you had him on your fantasy team, you're probably fine with it. But I think everyone, if they're being honest with themselves, everyone who drafted him expected more, especially after what he did in the postseason. Like if he didn't do what he did in the postseason. I think we probably would be pretty happy with his production this year. But because of that, you know, he hit what, like, he had like 20 homers in like 12 games or something. Like, it was something crazy how well he did in the postseason. But because of that, expectations were so high that I don't, I don't think he ever really came close to those expectations. Now, you know, if he gets as hot as he was in the postseason in these final two months, Maybe he can, you know, turn those perceptions around and be like, oh, wow, you know, he is really as great as he was for those two weeks in October last year. But, yeah, I don't I don't think if people are being honest with themselves, he's anywhere as uh, anywhere that you expected. Yeah, I, I think so, too. It's just a fascinating conversation because we've we overrate the postseason so much and last last year's 60 game season as well. Uh, OK, so uh, a week from now is a trade deadline. And, you know, you and I both don't I mean, I don't even know uh, who's going to get traded between now and next week. It feels like it's kind of slow right now, but it's going to pick up gray next week. No doubt. Do you think Max Scherzer will get traded? That's the name that is being rummaged about. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. But the Nationals have to really be fighting this one because you know how this works, Gray. They say, oh, he'll just come back at the end of the year when we and that never happens. The guys leave. They don't come back. Do you think Scherzer leaves? Does he end up in Toronto? Does he end up with the Yankees, the Dodgers, somewhere else? Boy, what, what what will we be saying in a week from now? Yeah, no, I think Scherzer. I saw Scherzer getting bandied about, and also Freddie Freeman. And for both of them, I feel like they're both going to stay where they are. I'd be shocked if Scherzer gets traded. I I guess it's possible. You know, anything's possible, but. You know, like the Nationals aren't necessarily that far out of it. Like if they get a, you know, a hot two months, they can get right back in the pennant. I, I mean, I don't think the Mets aren't running away with it. The Braves are supposedly 
uh, buying, uh, you know, like they went out and got Jack Peterson. So they're supposedly a, a buyer at the trading deadline. So if the Braves are buying and the, and the Nats and the Braves are so close in the standings, like how are the Nats selling? I, I just don't see it. And I feel the same with like, you know, Freddie Freeman. It's like, I, don't, I saw his name today uh, on Twitter getting bandied about. I'm like, what? No way is he getting traded. I just don't see it. I, I think like guys like, Joey Gallo, I think, are going to be gone. Craig Kimbrell, I think, are going to be gone. Uh, you know, like, there's a few. I think, uh, you know, maybe uh, Sterling Marte, you you probably have better insight than, yeah. than I do. But, yeah, I mean, you know, there's some guys who I do think will get traded. I don't think Scherzer's going to be one. Yeah, but we'll see next week for sure. Uh, Gray, I know we're going to have donkey teeth on the show on Monday to preview the Raz Bowl, which is uh, Raz Ball's fantasy football uh, edition of the Raz Bowl. Uh, tell us a little bit more, if you can, about the Raz Bowl, uh, which starts on Monday. Yeah, well, for people who are in the uh, Raz Slam, uh, this, uh, you know, for the baseball season, it's basically that. It's a best ball tournament, but it's for football. So it's going to be uh, best ball. And for people who don't know, best ball is basically you just draft and then the computer puts in your best lineups. So you don't have to do anything really after the, uh, the draft. So it's it's super, uh, you know, uh, low maintenance, which I think is great considering most people have so many leagues. And this is just a, a giant the Raz Bowl is a giant league of experts. So you get to play with people like, you know, like yourself. You're in it. Um, Andy Barron's from Yahoo. Uh, there's a bunch of people that are in it who are, uh, you know, quote unquote experts. So you should, you know, you play and you see what you do against the uh, the big guns. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Hey, uh, Gray, I know we'll have you on one more time after the trade deadline because I definitely want your thoughts uh, on that. But I uh, do want to thank you for coming on with us all fantasy baseball season long second year in a row you've done this and and spent basically 10 15 minutes of nonsense with me on the air every single week and i want to thank you for doing that and help people uh, out a lot i always recommend your website at Razball for one thing and one thing that's important which is that gray and the guys over there they win leagues i mean that's just all there is to it they are winning leagues every year gray thank you again for coming on really appreciate it yeah thank you all right gray albright with us you can follow him on Twitter at Razball. We'll take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports Today. More fantasy football discussion. We've got Fantasy Reality, Sports Grid 60, and a whole lot more here on this Friday as we'll be back on Fantasy Sports Today in just two minutes. So make sure you stay on the grid. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Fantasy or reality coming up. Brett Levy will join us. We'll go through some hard-hitting fantasy or reality questions. 
Davis, what are you up to this weekend? I feel like this is probably, for you, it's got to be the last weekend before it gets crazy, right? Like, this is it. Next week, it's it's training camps in full and news and information and constantly updating the site. Like, you're going to get away at all? Like, what, what's going on? Well, it's it's already it's already crazy for me. I, I spent the whole morning in my New Orleans Saints spreadsheets making sure I had I had everything right. I was I was working through that, so it's already nuts for me. My girlfriend is out of town though, so I have reverted hard to to bachelor life. I left the dogs up in the bed with me last night. I ate a, a gigantic steak burrito on the couch while watching uh, Simpsons reruns. So I am I am full on bachelor mode. I'm gonna go golf in the morning. Uh, probably gonna eat a lot of junk food and uh, just just relax, hang out with the dog. I think I got to give the dogs baths. They are they are up for their their monthly grooming, and I, so I'm taking them in the backyard with the hose and some dog shampoo. We're gonna we're gonna get that done. That's that's the big exciting event on my calendar, Craig. All right. Well, so listen, a nice relaxing weekend. Nothing long, uh, wrong with that. I think. Um... Tonight, I'm going to Marlins Padres working, uh, and then tomorrow, I'm taking my son and my brother and his son, and then Sunday, I think it'll be quiet. I think it'll be a, uh, a day off. Brad, I wonder what you have going on this weekend. Anything exciting for you before we get into some fantasy reality? Just closing on my house next week, Craig. It's been a, a crazy week here, so we're just making sure we have everything in order for next Friday, but... We do have some good fantasy reality today. Last night, Fernando Tatis became the quickest player ever in Major League history to hit 50 home runs and steal 50 bases. Uh, There was another exciting player when I was growing up, Craig, so this was the best player I could think of to compare him to. But we'll start with you for this one. Fernando Tatis is more exciting to watch than Ricky Henderson. Craig, is this a fantasy or reality? You, you know why you know why this isn't really a question that is fair to answer? I thought about this a lot. Because if you didn't live in Oakland or New York, you didn't get to see Ricky Henderson play. I mean, that's just the truth until the end of his career. I mean, he was on the Mets and he was on, if you look, he was on Seattle and he was on the Padres, but he was not the same player at that point. And and it makes me wonder because of the fact that we didn't have the ability to watch all of the games digitally and on, and on television, what that would have felt like. So I thought about it and, and I did go back and I'm going to say fantasy. I think Ricky Henderson, if you look statistically at the first 10 years of his career, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is not going to steal 100 bases or 80 bases or anything like that. And to me, there was nobody in baseball that could do it like Ricky Henderson. I guess Tim Raines came second in, in my era of watching. So it's really not a question that that I think you that even I can answer because I grew up in the uh, 80s for the most part, late 70s and 80s, which is when Ricky Henderson was a player. But I wasn't getting to watch him on a nightly basis uh, outside of him being on the Yankees for a few years on Tuesday night, because that's all we got when I lived in South Florida. But I'm going to say fantasy. Tatis is a fantastic player, and, he, and because he plays a premium position of shortstop, we're getting to see a lot of those highlights. But no one got to see Ricky Henderson play unless you lived in the market that he that he was in. Uh, I'm going to, I'm actually, I'm going to side with you, Craig. This is, uh, this is one for the, for the boomers. Uh, there, there's no possible way that Fernando Tatis Jr. is more exciting than Ricky Henderson because when Ricky Henderson was doing his thing, there really was not anyone else that was playing baseball like him. Like if you go back and look at the leaderboards, uh, for like stolen bases and speed score and things like that, when Ricky Henderson was playing, he was playing a very, like they're they're just he was playing an unparalleled style of baseball. He was running all over the outfield like crazy, making these insane catches, running into the fence. He had a little bit of pop too. Like it's not like uh, Ricky Henderson was not uh, was not Billy Hamilton. Like he could and he played in Oakland and was still able to you know power some home runs over those fences. I mean, two hundred ninety seven career home runs, seasons of uh, twenty eight, twenty one home runs. Like he he was. He was awesome. Like, and and I mean, who would not love to live through a season of 130 stolen bases? Not yeah. a typo. 
Not something that I just said that was incorrect. 130 stolen bases. Of course, Ricky Henderson is more exciting than Fernando Tatis. This is uh, this is a fantasy. Yeah, and the thing with Ricky Henderson, too, is that in, in his prime, like eight to ten years of Yankees and, and A's, it was, I mean, you talk about outcomes, Davis, like these true outcomes. It was basically a home run or a walk, and he's automatically on second base. And, and, and to think of that, like that's the kind of player that does deserve to get paid $200, $300 million because you don't know what's coming. You know he's going to run. Like you know he's on first. You know he's going to run, and they can't stop him. And that's what, that's what made him so great. Uh, it was a shame, I would say, the end of his career, Davis, if you look at it. All of these teams that he just kept going, just kept playing. He went back to Oakland and then back to the Yankees and then Seattle and San Diego and New York. Like, I, I guess he just couldn't tear the jersey off off Ricky Henderson. But, uh, yeah, fantasy. Ricky Henderson would have been unbelievable to watch for everybody uh, every night. All right. Well, another guy who made some baseball news yesterday then walked it back a little bit. Yerman Mercedes shows up to work a day after saying he's going to step away. I think we've all been there. We've all been fed up, wanted to quit, maybe said something stupid, had to show it up next day. So, Davis, we'll start with you for this one. Yerman Mercedes had a relatable moment. Is this a fantasy or reality? I'm a millennial, man. I'm from I'm from the softest generation. You know how many things I've wanted to quit in my life, and how many things I have quit in my life. There, there certainly has been a number of things where I said, you know what, enough of this. I'm done. I'm out. You want me to do this, but I'm not going to do it. Whatever, whatever thing I'm doing, whatever task, if it becomes too overwhelming, and you know what, I mean, there are some things in life that you should quit. Things that are that are not worth the energy, things that are not worth the time and attention. You should quit things that are like awful and that you don't absolutely have to do. So this is very relatable to me. You know, I've never, I, I actually don't believe I've ever quit a job. Or no, you know what, I did. I quit one job. I decided when I, the year after I graduated high school, the summer before I went off to college, I decided to work overnights at a grocery store, like doing the shelves, because it was like an extra buck an hour. I made it about three weeks into it, and I was like, you know what? Worst decision I've ever made. This is terrible. All my friends are out hanging out during the day. I'm sleeping during the day and then going back to work. This is awful. I'm not doing it. I quit. So reality, very relatable moment for your Mercedes for me. Yeah, and, and I think, look, I, I think that that for me, in the last 10 or 15 years, if you just ask me that question in, in a vacuum, I would say fantasy. But it all just depends on where you're at in your life. Like there are people, we are very fortunate basically to do what we do, to be able to talk about sports every day with you. And there are people who have jobs that hate their jobs. And most people, I would say, don't like their jobs. And so regardless of how tough it's been, I would say doing any of the media stuff that I've done in the last 15 years. I absolutely have felt that way. But when I was younger, oh, absolutely, did I, you know, threaten to quit, want to quit, leave, and then all of a sudden it hits you. It's like, now I have two kids. Now I'm a homeowner. You are now, Davis, and Brett, you are uh, coming as well. And you just can't do it. Like, the bills are coming at the end of the month, and they're not rental bills anymore. Like, you own your house, and you have to – uh, in my case, I have to pay for my kids to go to school. And so quitting is just really not an option. But I totally understand Yerman Mercedes, young player, going through something, obviously. And when I was younger, yeah, I mean, I was pretty wild. I would not care and, and say whatever I wanted to say and let the results be damned. But so I would say, yes, reality. But prior to like, I would say 2002, 2003, somewhere along those lines. All right. Well, a great show that everyone loves is coming back. I think tonight uh, might be this weekend. Ted Lasso, I think this is the third season. Jason Sudeikis, the European Premier League soccer coach, is back for another season. So we got to ask, Davis, we'll start with you for this one. Ted Lasso is the best streaming option this weekend. Is this a fantasy or reality? 
You know, I, I, I even feel ashamed to admit this, but I have not even seen the first season of Ted Lasso, which I know. I mean, I, I, this, it's right up my alley. I love Jason Sudeikis. I love soccer. I, I, like, it just, I watch a lot of TV because, you know, that's, that's what you do when you're, you get to be an old man like me and you, you're sitting down on the, after dinner, it's 7 o'clock, what are you going to do? It's like, ah, all right, let's, let's watch some TV. I, I got to think it's clearly the best streaming option this weekend though i don't i don't think there's anything else new that's launching you know i don't think netflix is really pushing anything this weekend i i know that there's not anything that i was super interested in nothing like uh, space jam from last weekend so maybe i will use my my bachelor weekend I'll, I'll get signed up for apple plus and i will watch the first season of ted lasso this weekend because apple plus is deciding to release it like Disney Plus has been releasing their shows, they're only doing one episode at a time. So they're not dropping the entire season for you to go binge this week. It's it's the weekly drop schedule, which I, I actually hate this. I totally get why they do it, right? You get people to sign right. up, you keep people on, they watch other stuff on the network and everything. But uh, I, I hate it because I'm so much of a, an immediate gratification guy. But this this seems like a reality to me. I don't think anything else is coming out this weekend that I need to see. Yeah, when, when Ted Lasso came out, and I would say for months, I never even considered watching it, but enough people, Davis, were talking about it and saying it was so good, and so I did dive in and watch the entire first season within, I would say, probably a week, somewhere along those lines. Uh, I am with you. I wish that all of the episodes were out, but I, I also understand there is somewhat of that need to have to wait for a show to come out the following week. Um, but yes, I would say it is the best streaming option this weekend. It's a really good show, Davis. It's a lot of fun. There's good humor. makes you feel good at the end of watching it. Positive stories. And, and yeah, I would say that by the time we get back here on Monday, my guess is I will have seen the first episode. Uh, of, of Ted Lasso this weekend, which which is out right now, by the way, on on Apple Plus. So, Davis, in between watching the dog, you can mix in a couple of episodes. Yeah, I, you know, I'll be looking forward to that. I'm not really looking forward to uh, to to watching the dogs. They are they're going to fight me yeah. every step of the way. They <laughs> hate it. They hate it, but they need it. They both stink. They both need it. They got this big yard that they get to run around and roll in now. So they're getting into all kinds of freaking mischief so they need a bath but i'm i'm not looking forward to that part of my weekend craig uh, hopefully no crazy fantasy football news to have to change projections on daily roto which you can go to right now help you win your fantasy football league all right we got the sports grid 60 coming up next and then that'll do it for our shows for the week of course all weekend long we got in-game live from morning till night all the baseball everything happening going on at the Olympics too, breaking it all down for you. The guys do a great job here on sports grid. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we will take our final time out of the week and we'll be back with the sports grid 60 in just two minutes. So make sure you stay on the grid. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.
activity lean on davis maddock on twitter he'll help you get through that this weekend sounds like that's on deck for him but before we let davis go out into the dog washing world let's check in to see what he's got for today's sports grid 60 davis what do you got yeah i'm just gonna complain i'm gonna complain about something that i really like everyone knows i i I talk about star wars on this show a lot when i get a chance and uh the bad batch which i told you to watch has been Mm -hmm. out they're doing the weekly release on it and it is good. I, I don't mean to say that it is not good, but it's not going anywhere. And it really seemed like it was. After about four episodes, I was like, okay, I, you know, I, I really see what you guys are, are going after here. But what it's, it's really degenerated into, do you remember, you know how the X-Files would do their Monster of the Week episodes and then like three times a season, they'd have an episode that tied into the larger mythology? All of the episodes have been big, monster of the week episodes and i need i need more story and this just goes for all the star wars things they do they did this with the mandalorian they're going to be doing it with the kenobi show i think that's coming out all of these shows and the the message i would like to communicate i know john uh dave dave filoni and john favreau are big fans of sports grid i know they're watching we just need more meat we need more meat you know the the dessert is fine on you know but we need we need more meat to these stories guys All right, I want to end with a place that I've been to many times, been to football games there, and can speak to the fandom that is uh, the Green Bay Packers. I really don't understand how all of this has transpired because Packers fans in general are usually the most accepting and forgiving bunch amongst all football fans in the country. They just sort of go with whatever the organization tells them And they're kind of going down a weird road here that they've never been down before. I mean, the whole Brett Favre thing at the end of his career was a little bizarre, of course. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers came right in and won. But it has been almost 20 years since the Packers have not been a good football team. Are they really willing to lose their top players just for the sake of bargaining? I don't know. Don't get it. Thanks, of course, to James at LTN. Thanks, of course, to David, my co-host, for Brett, Danny, and Ryan. I'm Craig. See you Monday. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.